One, two, three. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and pray. We'll get into this this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, Lord, blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Church said amen. Praise God. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, get your Bible out. Say, what? They, they, they still get in the Bible on Christmas Eve? Yeah. So as we're here, you know, we're having our, this will be our Christmas service, but it is Christmas Eve. And so we know tomorrow we'll be celebrating the birth of our Savior. And there will be, you know, there's all kind of different things. Um, Oh, well, Jesus wasn't born on that day and all that. The what matters is that, you know, he was born and that you are excited about his birth. And you know what that means to you. Amen. And so we want to be a people that are filled with that expectation and knowing, man, because he was born, I have a chance. I have a chance to live. I have a chance to be free. And so I'm going to celebrate that. That is worth celebrating. Amen. Amen. How many? Come on, man. How many? Some of you guys be going all out on your birthday. I can't get amen right here. Some of you. Man, I can remember kids, you know, kids will start telling you their birthday's coming up and it's still, we still got six months to go. But they, you know, my birthday's coming, but they make it out to be a big deal. Well, man, Jesus's birthday is a big deal. And so don't ever let anybody take you away from the importance of celebrating that. So we're not in here to be debating about, I, I mean, they put out doctrines on this. Well, you know, he wasn't born on the 25th. Man, but he was born. So I just happened to celebrate it on the 25th. I ain't trying to argue with you. Amen. I know he was born. Come on, somebody. And I'm saved because he was born. So that's why we celebrate and we are excited about our opportunity to celebrate. I want to preach this message this morning entitled, His Name Shall Be Called Jesus. His Name Shall Be Called Jesus. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, there is tremendous power in the name of Jesus. And that is why this world has been so aggressively pursuing the quieting of that name. They are trying to get you to not release the name of Jesus from your mouth. Uh, They will let you pray in public and they'll do all kind of stuff, but they'll say, just don't say the name of Jesus. Why? Because all the power is in the name of Jesus. See, we're celebrating Jesus. I have to say Jesus because his name shall be called Jesus. Come on, not Santa Claus. Can I get amen right here? His name shall be called Jesus, not Rudolph. Come on, somebody. His name is Jesus. And that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. Amen. And it's okay. Be a, you know, enjoy the prosperity that God has placed on your life. Be able to give gifts and all that. That's a wonderful thing. But you better know why you're celebrating. 
you better make sure that you're one that is well aware of the reason for this season. Amen. Now let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter one, Matthew chapter one. And so Matthew chapter one, we'll start in verse 18. And we know this is a very popular scripture, but I'm going to start reading right now. He says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, meaning it happened this way. When as his mother Mary was espoused, meaning engaged to Joseph before they came together. And so she was engaged. She, they, they hadn't, uh, they were not married. And so they were, they, you know, hadn't come together. She was still a virgin. So she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Then Joseph, her husband, her husband to be, being a just man, was not willing to make a public example of her, but was minded to put her away privately. So what he he was going to basically like, um, OK, how many know that would be a problem? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying we can be honest with. Wait. Uh, so we we going to get married. But what you say? You said you're pregnant. But me and you haven't, uh, or, or uh, <laughs> okay, so this ain't going to work. So how I many of y'all know Joseph wasn't like, you know, that was, that was not, Joseph wasn't being unreasonable, but he was trying to be respectful and say, well, I'm not going to put you on blast, amen, I'm, but, I'm a, but me and you ain't going to make it. And so, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. How I many know when an angel shows up, you're going to listen. And so now something unexplainable. We cannot explain that to like. Any other way. We cannot explain like, wait, this person is pregnant, but they've never been with a man. Oh, come on, y'all. I mean, no, no matter what they try to push out and and all the different what they call. I don't even know what they call these things, but all these alphabets and all, come on, y'all. This is church. We could just address it. But it's still going to take a man and a woman. A man and a man that turn into a woman can't have no babies. Amen. And so we always know that it's always going to take a man and a woman and they're not just going to look at each other. Uh, Come on, it's adult church. They're not going to look at each other and somebody gets pregnant. They're going to to get involved. Amen. Come on. And so he is saying that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Come on, all caps. Amen. Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on. And there's a name that nothing can stand up against. And his name shall be called Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Next verse. Uh, Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying. Next verse. Saying. um, "Okay, back up. There you go. Behold, a virgin shall be with child 
and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning which is meaning interpreted God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not, meaning they did not get together until she brought forth her firstborn. And he called his name Jesus. And so if we look at this, his verse, you know, his name is Jesus, but there's a purpose, right? Um, Pastor D referenced Isaiah 9, 6. You know, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And you know what? There's a plan that Jesus had. So God's going to send Jesus into the world so that he could pay our sin debt. And so that now we all can be saved. We can all be saved by that or um, by our receiving Jesus. And like we'll look at verse 21 again, for he shall save his people from their sins. So his name is Jesus and he being Jesus shall save his people from their sins. Now let's go to Acts because there's a lot of names being put out there today. Can I get amen right there? There's a lot of names being quoted. You will even get people to say, well, you know, all roads lead to heaven. No, they don't. Come on. I'm here to tell you there is only one way. Come on, there's only one name given under heaven. We're going to look at the scripture. That means there's been no other name given to mankind whereby we can be saved. Well, but I believe in Buddha and you ain't saved. Oh, well, I I don't. Well, my cousin's a Muslim. They're not saved. Come on, y'all. It listen. This is not about us trying to be against anyone. This is about us standing for the truth that we live by. And if we understand this, now what's beautiful about Jesus is that anybody who calls on him. Oh, can I get amen right there? Anybody. So he will not discriminate against anyone. If a person is in the depths of sin, the lowest place possible, they can cry out to Jesus and he'll receive them. Come on. He'll receive them. Come on. He'll bring them in, clean them up. Oh, come on. Some of y'all used to be in the depths of sin. Come on. Some of y'all called on Jesus when you were at a low point. Amen. Some others, you might have been born saved. I don't know. But some of us had some things going on that were not right. And we cried out to Jesus and he saved us. And even in that, you don't even have to be so particular in the words that you say to get saved. Well, you must say it this way. No, no, no. The thief on the cross. Come on, somebody. The thief on the cross did not have no Romans road. The thief on the cross did not have any biblical reference. The thief on the cross said, remember me. He was saved. And so there's such power in that. Think about this. Your life being gripped with sin. Your life uh, you being under the control of the puppet master. Am I, am I speaking to anybody in this church where you used to be under the control of the wicked one? You did wicked deeds on the norm. Nobody wants to admit that. No, no. You were a good sinner. Come on, somebody. 
you sin with skill. You are very effective in your sin. But all it took was one name. Come on, somebody. Uh, Some of y'all used to be up underneath a generational curse, a curse that was working, has been working for generations gone by. But then all of a sudden, come on, somebody, you come out of it. And how do you come out? By one name. Come on. on. You came up out of that generations of uh, habitual sin. You ever wonder how people do the same thing? Generation after generation, you have drug addiction, family to family, you know, blood is just all going through there. You have homosexuality, you have all kind of sin, you have all this type of stuff and it's goes back. Say, oh, wow. You mean. This is not new. It goes back. It's generational. But do you know that. Jesus is the one name that breaks a curse. Come on, somebody. He is the curse breaker, the chain breaker. Jesus is the anointed one who has the anointing and the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And that name of Jesus will set you free for your life. You don't have to go to no 12 steps. You don't have to go to no steps. You just need to receive the power in that one name. And I'm going to tell you right now, that one name is offensive. Because the devil knows. That's the one name I can't do nothing about. I can't stop that power. I can't do anything about it. And so. People will be fine. See, oh man, I'm, I'm up in here. I know it's Christmas Eve, but I'm going to preach. I'm going to make sure you understand what you're doing. You're here to listen to what God has to say to you today. You want to be bold in your faith. Don't be no secret Christian. Come on, somebody. Don't be a Christian that's hiding back and you don't want to say, you know, you can agree with people. And, you know, a lot of people say God. And so I believe in God, too. And they say God. God, praise God, all that stuff. But not everybody uses the name Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody, because when you use the name Jesus, that'll shake up the devil that's in people. You'll be around some people that's talking God talk and they full of the devil. You start using the name of Jesus and watch that devil start trying to get up out of there. Come on. You mess around and keep using Jesus. They ain't going to have you to pray for the meal no more. I said, why? We're going to have uh, we're going to have auntie so-and-so pray. But you start praying. Come on. You didn't know you can cast some devils out just by praying over a meal. You can be in a restaurant and pray over a meal in public and release the name Jesus and send demons running. And you didn't even try to get them out because it's the name. So you need to start using the name. Believe in the power of the name. Don't let anybody move you back up off the name. Amen. Amen. And so Acts 4, 7, let's go to Acts 4, 7. We'll go uh, 7 through 12. So he says, now, this is after Paul and and John had laid hands on the man that was uh, begging at the temple and he was crippled. And we'll look at that in a moment. But they laid hands on him and and. Brought, you know, brought healing in the name of Jesus. But now they're being uh, basically 
interrogated. And now, you know, this arrest is coming upon them and they're being interrogated like, what are you doing? You know, the authorities want to know about this power. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, come on, y'all. Y'all see Peter? What was Peter? You know why I'm reading the King James? Because that's another thing. People in our world today, they're scared of the name of Jesus and they're scared of the Holy Ghost. Come on. They don't want you talking about no Holy Ghost. They want you to say, well, the Holy Spirit of God. You know, they want you to say something that's less offensive. But when you start talking about the Holy Ghost, that's got a different ring to it. That means something. There's some fire attached to that. And then all of a sudden, people want to back up because you start talking Holy Ghost, you start talking fire. That means you're going to change. And so he says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done, to the impotent man, meaning crippled man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all. And I'm telling you, I know what we're doing over here. We're building us an army of bold Christians. Come on. We're building us an army. You know, we be doing stuff like this on outreach. Y'all know some of y'all been on outreach. We'll see somebody riding by on a bike. Hey, man, you know Jesus? <laughs> They said, what, you just out here on outreach talking that talk? Yeah. And I remember I first introduced this to the outreach team. I got so much uh, flack on it, if you want to call it, or pushback. Even my own, you know, my own family. I said, well, I said, no, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the door. And I want you to find out if they if they got a relationship with Jesus. Oh. Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of blunt. We don't have any time to waste. I'm not at your door trying to find out if you go to church. I'm at your door trying to find out if you saved. Because you might not even get a chance to make it to the church. Come on. And so what do we do? We go to the door and we'll say, hey, we're just out here sharing the love of Jesus. Just want to know if you got a relationship with Jesus. Oh, Oh, well, and you get a lot of people talking, but why? But come on, y'all. Romans 1 16, he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. And so we got to be those people that are bold. This is what you ought to ask God. Lord, give me that. Speaking of gifts, it's Christmas. Can I get some boldness? Can I just... Come on, God, give me some boldness. Amen. Give me some boldness to where I'll be radical for you. And this is what God is looking for in this time. And so he says, if this day we be examined of the good deed done unto the empty man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of, uh, of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven. Stop right there. 
What does that mean? What does under heaven mean? So that means there is you could search the whole entire world and there will be no other name that can bring salvation. There is no other name. And so for there is none other name under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And so what has been going on is Satan has tried to diminish the power of the name of Jesus because without that name, I'm going to tell you right now, stuff is not going to happen for you. So if you're a person and I've said this over the years and, uh, you know, this is not a cult or something. I just teach what the word says and I'm going to show you. But when you pray, if you're one of those people that are, you know, you say heavenly father and then and in thy son's name. Amen. That ain't good enough. All y'all in here with me. Well, I just want to pray to our heavenly father and I pray this in your son's name. Well, what is his name? Because you need to let some demons hear you say Jesus. Come on. They don't move by you saying, I pray this in your son's name. And so people don't get breakthrough. They don't get delivered. You start releasing the name Jesus with power. You start getting results fast. You start getting the results fast. Amen. Because there is no name that is greater than that name. And that is why. The devil has been so adamant about removing the name of Jesus. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm preaching. I'm a preacher of the gospel. Don't let that be in your house. To where every other name is being exalted during this season. Every other name but the name of Jesus. Come on, don't don't do that. Don't let you better make sure you teach your kids. You know why we doing this? Because it's all about Jesus. Huh? Come on, I know that's a controversy and I get to mess around and get to stepping on parents' toes. I'm a pastor. I mean, you know, you can't be talking about Santa Claus because, you know, I mean, my kids, you know what I'm saying? You're just trying to ruin everything. You're trying to ruin everything. You know, we just can't, you know, you don't like to celebrate Halloween. You don't, now you, now you didn't got on Santa Claus. I'm really offended. Where is Santa Claus in the Bible? I'm saying, where does this say anything about Santa Claus on Christmas and all that in the word? But it surely says Jesus. And what does Santa Claus save you from? You know what's messed up about Santa Claus is you parents are spending all the money and giving your credit, giving the credit to this man. There's some dude, some jolly dude with a beard. But you're the one that went up in there and spent that money. Amen. Come on. You spent your hard earned money to get these kids some stuff, but they giving all the credit. Come on, y'all. And some of y'all used to take it all the way down there with it. You know, you put cookies out there for him. You know what you're doing. You're just out there lying. I mean, you, I'm just going to tell you, you're just lying to your children. You just say, oh, you know, Santa Claus came because, look, there's a bite of the cookie. It took a bite. You took that bite. <laughs> oh, pastor, we just, I just want to celebrate. I just feel like I should be able to celebrate. 
Well, I feel like I should be able to tell you the real reason, too. I'm just saying, right? I feel like I should be able to tell you the real reason. Y- y'all in here with me? Now, you know, you I can't tell you how to raise your kids. But my kids, they knew there wasn't no Santa Claus. I remember my wife just reminded me of this. But one time, Deja, she saw it was some decoration with Santa Claus on the roof or something. She said, Mommy, look at that man on the roof. <laughs> she didn't know who he was. Amen. Oh. oh, this is so, this is so messed up. Now all my plans are ruined. Your plans aren't ruined. You celebrate Jesus. That's all I'm saying. And celebrate is, is for Jesus and you get to benefit. But why do you think these things come out? Just like Easter. Like, how come they just don't come out with, think about this. How come Santa Claus couldn't have been on another day? They could have just made up another day and put Santa Claus out there. Why has it got to be on the birth of Jesus? Because we need to get you off that name. Come on, somebody. We need to get you to not focus on salvation, deliverance, healing. We need you to get off of that, and we need to get your mind on the mall. Amen? Come on, how many know they don't have Jesus at the mall Putting kids on their lap, getting pictures. They got Santa Claus. So it's to create a diversion. Why do you think there's something called an Easter bunny? But it's Resurrection Sunday. Why? Because we got to get your mind off of resurrection and get your mind on a holiday. And so what happens? People are not able to walk in victory. Amen. So I'm just encouraging you to do everything according to the truth, because you're not going to be able to cast out a devil in the name of Santa Claus. You ain't going to be able to cast out a devil in the name of the Easter Bunny. But it's the name of Jesus that is going to work for you and it's going to work for you all the time. And so, once again, Satan has tried to diminish the power of the name of Jesus. Go to Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Let's look at this. Okay. We got it up there. Philippians 2, 9 and 11. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him. So what does that mean? God has given given Jesus a position that is unmatched, that no one could rise up to. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above, above how many names? Above every name? Well, you start learning this. Y'all think the name of Jesus is above cancer? Come on. Y'all think the name of Jesus is above diabetes? Come on, somebody. If it's a name, come on. If it got a name, I'm glad I know his name because I know a name that's greater. Y'all in here with me. I know a name that's greater. Amen. Because when you start to learn this truth, you say, wait, I'm going to put the name of Jesus on this depression. 
Oh, I can't get amen right there. Come on. I'm going to put the name of Jesus on whatever it is. You put the name of Jesus on it. Well, he says, wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee. What's every mean? So what does that mean? So every knee? Oh, no, I don't believe in Jesus. You're still going to bow. Hmm? Oh, no, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not religious. Me either. This is about relationship. But you're still going to bow. Amen. Amen. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things underneath the earth. So when it's underneath the earth, we're talking about even Satan is going to bow. Every demonic principality and power, they all bow. They all bow. They cannot do anything about Jesus. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is what? Okay, I want to give you some teaching on this. Some people acknowledge Jesus as Savior. Okay? So if you acknowledge him as Savior, that just means, hey, you know, I I believe in Jesus, you know, um, whatever. You acknowledge him as Savior, but you have to move from Savior to Lord. Because when you move to from savior to Lord. So savior is thank you for helping me. But now Lord is, I bow to you as my master. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all didn't get that. See, savior is thank you for saving me. But Lord is, I bow to my life is not my own. Come on, somebody. And my life is, I belong to you. And see now, guess what's going to happen when you bow to him as Lord, you are going to, uh, all these things that were, um, Plaguing you are going to fall aside. How many know when one bows to Jesus as Lord, things like pride, selfishness, come on, somebody, anger, that stuff just starts to fall away. Why? Because you have bowed to the one that's greater than you. But when people only see him as savior, they say one day I'm going to go to heaven because I believe in Jesus. But meanwhile, I'm still going to the club. Come on, somebody. I'm still doing what I want to do. I'm still hanging out with my girlfriend. I'm still doing. Come on. You know, amen right there. Oh, no, I'm still going to the winery, Pastor. I mean, I'm just saying you can't be getting all on me because I know I'm saved. Yeah, but have you bowed to him as master? Is Jesus your Lord? When Jesus is your Lord, that means he comes up in your house and you relinquish all control. Come on. I will tell you, I'm the man of my house. Uh, Don't nobody tell me what to do in my house except Jesus. Y'all didn't hear me. I just relinquish all control. (laughs) Amen. Because I know he's Lord. See, if he's Lord, you will bow. If he's Savior, you're just going to clap and celebrate and all that. But when he becomes your Lord, he becomes your ruler. 
He becomes your master. Come on. He is the one that's in charge of what you do. He becomes the very air that you breathe. You start to realize that my life is not my own. You start to realize that I am dead and my life is hid in Christ Jesus. That is how you see radical transformation happening in the lives of God's people. Some of y'all, if you would have known me when I wasn't saved, you wouldn't even believe I'm the same person. That's because something happened. I bowed to him as Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. I ain't messing up your Christmas, Emma. Okay. All right. I'm you, man. I ain't trying to mess up your Christmas, man, but I'm trying to have you be focused on what's important. You might get some family members saved, man. It's good, right? Isn't it good? How many of y'all would say, I've been unsaved and now I'm saved. Right. And, Amen. And, and I think saved is better. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know? you say, I, I, yeah, I, I think saved, <laughs> I think saved is better. Amen? Amen. And so that's why we want to share this. And so every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Now, every tongue and, and, and we start to understand this. That there's so much power in this. So go to Luke 10, 17, Luke 10, 17. And so we know when Jesus sent out the 70. He sent them out there, man, he sent them out there with power and they're going out there sharing and casting out devils and doing all this stuff. But I want you to pick up on something. He says, and the 70 returned again with joy. So they come back from being sent out and the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, Even the devils, y'all see this? So you got a lot of believers today. They say, well, the devil's attacking. The devil's doing all this stuff. But the 70, they said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Oh, wow. So what does that mean? Even demons have to bow to us because of your name. This is amazing. And they're just going out there and it's like, wow. And go ahead. uh, I didn't give them this, but go to 18 and 19. We'll read that, too, just for context. But so he says this. They come back. They're excited about it. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And you guys know Satan. Another name is Lucifer. And he used to be he's a fallen angel, but he used to be in charge of worship in heaven. And he got kicked out because he wanted to be like God. He wanted to basically take our spot. There is no other creature created in the image of God except us. And so he wanted to take that. But so he got kicked out and he took a third of the angels. And, you know, you could study on that type of stuff. But Jesus is letting it be known. I saw him. He got kicked out. But then he says, behold, I give unto you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, y'all in here with me, of the enemy. And nothing, what does nothing mean? Come on, I mean, let's, let's make it elementary. If it says nothing, then that means it don't exist. So anything that can hurt me don't exist. Oh, no, pastor. What about the flu? This is a revelation issue. Huh? This is a revelation issue. Now, you may 
have to, you know, you may go through things from time to time, but in your mind, if you know that I can't be stopped. Come on, somebody. Uh, Some of y'all didn't experience that where it's like, well, this is rough, but I know I can't be stopped. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to tell you something about the body. I'll tell you about the body. The body bows to the mind. Come on. The mind got, you know, the body got the muscles, but the mind got the strength. And so you mess around and be convinced in your mind and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and you'll be telling your body what to do. Amen. And then things will change. And so all of a sudden, yeah, maybe you went through a little something, but how many know you coming out? Oh, can I get amen right there? Uh, you might have went to how many of y'all been through some? You said, man, I'm feeling terrible. This is rough. I'm going through it. But how many? And then you end up coming up out of that thing. Amen. you didn't stay in there forever. You came out. Well, I try to help people to understand you can come out even faster. Because there's a name. Come on. There's a name that is above every name. But we got to be a people that are convinced of this. We got to be a people that will say, in the name of Jesus, you know, oh, this, uh, I'm not going to keep you all long. But it, I, I try to give you these practical things. Listen, y'all, y'all ready to say, look at your neighbor and say, you know, I'm ready for the advanced stuff. Okay, I'm just, you know, we're not going to be elementary, you know, because you're going to have to get past, you know, just the elementary stuff. But. I'll help you even in terms of prayer. And I'm going to give you the word on it because some people right now, they say, please, Jesus. Oh, can I get amen? Please, Jesus, do this. Please, Jesus, do that. But the 70 were not going out there talking about, please, Jesus, do this. Please, Jesus, do that. The 70 were going out there talking about in the name of Jesus, we cast you out. Oh, wait, that's a. The 70 were not praying. Okay, y'all got to lock in. Just got to lock in. This is advanced. The 70 were not praying. So some people right now, Lord, help me. Lord, please. This, that, that. But he says, behold, I give unto you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. <clears throat> Verse 17, they said. Even the demons are subject to us. Because of your name. And so what is he saying? He's saying, I'm giving you delegated authority. Now walk as an ambassador. And so when you walk as an ambassador, you don't have to keep asking me stuff. I already gave you permission. I've already anointed you. I've already equipped you. So don't pray to me to get rid of something. Why don't you cast it out? Jesus never said, Father, please raise him from the dead. Jesus never said, Father, please heal them from that blindness. He just decreed it from the position of power and authority. What if you knew you had that kind of power? Hmm? What if you knew you had that kind of power? I told you guys a testimony of my pastor when that baby died in that restaurant and 
They were asking him, aren't you going to do something? And he said, well, I can only do what the Lord tells me to do. Well, the baby's all blue and dead. And all of a sudden, God tells my pastor to get up there, go do something. Well, he gets up, but he's listening to the Holy Ghost. And he can only do this because he's operating in delegated authority. So he went to the lady and said, lady, give me your baby. The baby is blue and dead, but he did not pray. Y'all. Boy, this is taking us somewhere. He didn't pray. Lord, please bring this baby back to life. No. He said what the Holy Ghost told him to say. The Holy Ghost said, tell Satan he has no power here. And my pastor said, Satan, you have no power here. Put his hand on the baby's chest. The baby started coughing and came back to life. Did Jesus pray for Lazarus to come back to life? Or did he command him? Oh, come on. Martha said he's stinking. He's been dead for four days. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. So now you start to learn about authority. So now you start to say, wait a minute. What, what, what are you saying? See, I'm not diminishing the power of Jesus. You bow to Jesus. He's your Lord. But you got to receive just like you're going to get some gifts today or tomorrow, whenever you're going to get some gifts. How many know that gift don't mean anything? Some of y'all, some people are so busy. They got stuff. They got cards that they ain't open up. You know, they got cards and they mess around. And you, how many don't don't tell on yourself, but you start finding gift cards. What? I didn't know I had this gift card. You got gift cards all in the drawer. They don't mean anything unless you use it. You got to receive it. So Jesus is not only giving us salvation, but he's giving us power. You got to be able to walk in dominion. You got to be able to walk in power in the earth. And that power comes to you in the name of Jesus. And so these demons are not afraid of you praying they're just afraid of you releasing a command in the name of Jesus they don't mind you saying Jesus please help me but that's a salvation prayer that's a rescue prayer but now we've got to understand I have been rescued I've already been rescued I'm already saved I'm going to heaven, but I still live on planet Earth. And on planet Earth, it seems like there's a lot of wickedness going on. Do you know that people have released the name of Jesus? I told you guys this other testimony of a a man in, in, in Haiti who was going against the witch doctors and he was going on the radio going against the witch doctors and trying to stop them. And they said, we're going to kill him. And they came and they surrounded him. And they went in and they were told to bring his head back. But for some reason, they they didn't want to do that. They just said they're going to shoot him. Well, they were shooting this man point blank range, point blank range. And he was saying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. See, some of y'all, I didn't lost you already. You said, man, you know, what's interesting or, or strange. People can believe in Santa Claus, but can't believe in the supernatural. Come on, I start telling you about Jesus and you have trouble believing in that. But you can believe all these fairy tales and everything the world's telling you. This stuff is real. This man 
kept saying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And he got translated. Well, is translation real? What happened to Enoch? Come on. Hebrews chapter 11. Enoch was walking with the Lord and he was doing right by God and he was not found because God called him up. Come on. What happened to Elijah? Hmm? Elijah went up in the whirlwind. Translated. What does that mean? They went from this realm to the next without dying. So this man, he was actually in Haiti doing this stuff. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He wasn't praying, Lord, can you stop them from shooting me? Please, Lord. No, he said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And woke up in a hospital in New York. And the bullets never penetrated his chest plate. So he had just surface wounds. Now, we're supposed to believe that all things are possible if we believe. Now, someone could say, I don't believe that. But, you know, there's other people that have said they were getting robbed at gunpoint. And they said, in the name of Jesus, you're not getting my purse. Come on, y'all remember that? There was a testimony of an old lady. She said, on the name of Jesus, you're not getting my purse. And messed around and got that dude saved. Why? Because there's a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, demons flee. They're terrified. Go to James 2.19. James 2.19. And we'll look at this in the NLT. But it, he says, you, you have faith for you believe that there's one God. And so that's, you know, people say that. But he said, good for you. Even the demons believe this. And they, what do they do? They tremble in terror. Telling you, demons are scared of God. They tremble in terror at the mentioning of the name Jesus. Now go to Acts 3. Acts 3. We go 6 through 8. So now we come back to the story when John, Peter and John went, were going into the temple. And they saw the man begging, right? He was crippled and he was out there begging. And people would carry him to the temple and people would walk by him. And not give him any power, but give him some money or something like that. And so now he sees Peter coming and John. Now, Peter said, because he asked them for alms. But then Peter says, silver and gold, I have none. And what he meant is, I don't, I don't, I'm not about to give you this. You know, doesn't mean he didn't have no money. He just didn't have it. He was not about to give it to him. He says, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have Give I thee in the y'all see this now. Wait, are we talking about a crippled man that's been crippled for his whole life? This is not Jesus. That is performing this miracle. Didn't Jesus say. He that believes on me. Greater works than these shall he do. Didn't he say that in John 14, 12. 
And so now we see Peter. How many of y'all remember Peter? How many of y'all think Peter, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if Peter was the best. Come on, you know, sometimes you got them, you raising kids and you're blessed to have multiple kids and seem like one of them is like, oh, yeah, seem like this one here is a little extra stubborn. Come on. Come on, y'all. You got families, and sometimes one kid gets more whoopings than all the other ones. Hey, well, that was Peter. Peter was always getting in trouble. You know, Peter's the one that cut the man's ear off. Peter's the one that said, oh, well, Jesus, you can count on me. I'm with you to the end. I don't care who comes after me. But I'm with you. Peter was a ride or die, right? right? Well, how many know Jesus said before the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times. And sure enough, they came at Peter and Peter said, oh, I don't know him. The one that said, I'm with you, man, I'm with you forever. As soon as he had some opposite, oh, no, wasn't me. Then they came again. Oh, I, I think, no. I never even seen him. I don't even know what he looked like. Then another one came and said, I know you were with them because your speech. Come on. See, you get to hanging out with Jesus too much. Your speech will change. Come on. You start hanging out with Jesus. Your speech will change. And people are going to know you've been with them because of the way you talk. And you're not going to ever be able to deny him. And Peter tried to deny him. And they said, your speech is giving you up. And that Peter, what did he do? Start cussing. This man just started cussing. Blankety blank, man, went off. But now, this is that same Peter. After he got hit with the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Ghost will change a hard head. Come on. Holy Ghost will get a hold of a knucklehead. See, some of y'all never been knuckleheads. You don't even know about it. But some of us are like, yeah, you know. You know you're a knucklehead when you're doing wrong and then you will argue that you're right. Yeah. And you argue everybody down and you wrong, but you're going to argue and kick and scratch. Uh-uh. The Holy Ghost will get a hold of somebody like that. So now this is Peter. He'd been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, bold, and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. All the other people that passed him, he didn't go in the temple with them. But somebody that came with power in the name of Jesus. Next thing you know, how many know the power in the name of Jesus will get somebody out of a situation and bring them into victory with you. Amen. Don't you know that's what we're supposed to be doing? We're not supposed to be just giving people we want to help them get out of that situation and why don't you come and live a different way amen and that's what the name of jesus gives you power to do and you will see lives 
changed. And all the power is in the name of Jesus. That name of Jesus breaks addiction. It breaks strongholds. It breaks all. It'll cast some stuff out so fast. And that's the one thing you need to know. And you need to be confident and you need to be convinced that I can release the name of Jesus from my mouth and things will change for me. So now we start talking about the authority that has been given. And so if we know all the powers in the name of Jesus, go to uh, John now, John 16, 23. I'm going to teach you. I told you I'll teach you about prayer. So this doesn't mean you're bypassing God and you're just becoming some. Oh, man, there you go. You guys think you're you're like gods. And no, we just received the authority that's been given to us. This is what Jesus says. So he says, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Y'all, did you guys see that? So now he was on the earth. He's prepping them for when he leaves. But now you shall ask me nothing. What does that mean? How many of y'all remember when you first got saved? Well, I know for me, I can speak for myself. Everything was Jesus. That's it. When I prayed, Jesus, please, Jesus, can you help me? Jesus, yeah. That's all I ever did. Yeah, y'all in here with me? I, listen, I never even thought about the Father. I never thought about the father. You mean what? Father God? I never even thought about the Holy Ghost either. All I knew was Jesus. And so I prayed Jesus everything. Jesus. Well, that's okay when you start now. But then you got to understand, right? First John 5, 7, there are three that bear record in heaven. The father, the word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And so now you've got to understand the Trinity. I, how many of y'all believe in the Trinity? Amen. It's not like you're going to say no in here, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. God expresses himself in three persons. And so, but each has a role. And so we know God, the Father, is the head. We know Jesus is the right arm. And we know the Holy Ghost is the left. And that's why Jesus said, it's better for me to leave because when I go up, you're going to get the comforter. Come on. John 14, 26. I'm going to send the comforter and he's going to bring everything to your remembrance. And so that Holy Spirit is in the on the inside of us. And that's our inner witness. Come on. Y'all, you guys ever been uh, just walking around and you got that inner witness and the inner witness would be saying, don't do that. Anybody up in here? It's a, you know, you can't be talking about the devil made me do it. No, not when you get the inner witness. You got the Holy Ghost and he'll say, don't do that. Don't go over there. How many of y'all ever had this where the Holy Ghost said, don't say that? Because you'd be ready to say something. You'd be ready to flash back and then the Holy Ghost would be like, don't. And, and all of a sudden you find you change the subject. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now Jesus paid our sin debt so that we can have access to the Father. Now, I'm going to close this for you, but you guys, how many of y'all know you ever heard of the temple? 
the temple structure. They had the outer court, the inner court. Then they had behind the veil. You guys have heard of behind the veil? Behind the veil, that meant you get behind that, you in the presence of God. Well, when Jesus was crucified, you remember in Matthew, it said the veil was ripped in two. And so that means it wasn't just torn, it was ripped. And the earthquake happened and all this stuff, people, dead people getting out the graves, all this stuff happened. But what that meant is now man has access, come on somebody, to the very presence of God. So now Jesus is telling them, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. See, I'm about to pay a price, but you ain't going to keep coming to me and keep asking me to do everything. Jesus, why don't you get this devil out of my house? And God and Jesus is saying, why don't you get up? Come on and use my name. Because if I show up, the devil's surely going to run. But when I leave, he's coming back. But if you stand up in the delegated authority given unto you. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the father. See that? In my name, he will give it. So this is just helping you with prayer. Even when you pray, I learned this over time, but now I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. See, that's my access. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I'm coming in here. I got a request. And now when it comes to exercising delegated authority, all you got to do is just release the name of Jesus. All you got to do is in the name of Jesus. How many know that you can bind and loose in the name of Jesus? Come on, you can bind the devil. Come on, somebody. The devil's attacking you. How I many know you can bind sickness and lose health in the name of Jesus? Well, once we start exercising this delegated authority, then things are going to get better for us. We're going to get victory sooner. Amen. We're going to start to see things change for us because we understand. And so I'm going to close this message, but we're celebrating the birth of our savior. And yes, he was born and he completed his assignment. And so now we can all be saved because of him. But let us as a people that are believers step into what he's called us to do. And so that next level for you is now authority. And so, so much importance is on the name. And so I want you to have that name on your mind. I want you to have that name in your mouth. I don't want you, you know, even people have been deceived and confused and and they didn't use Jesus as a, as a, like a cuss word. You heard some, you know, some, you know, they ain't saved. You heard some unsaved people and they said, Jesus Christ. If you hear them say that, I I challenge you. Some of you are going to say, that's my savior. Is he your savior too? Right. But there's power, tremendous power in that name. And we're going to celebrate. Some of y'all, you know, you still here and there's plenty of things that could have taken you out. But you realize, oh, it's the it's the name of Jesus. I'm only standing here today because of the power in the name of Jesus. Man, the devil came after me and he saw Jesus tattooed on me. Just Jesus. Bam. He can't. Y'all in here with me. I'm talking about the name of Jesus 
In the spirit, you guys are not walking around as individuals like you might think. In the spirit, you are marked by Jesus. In the spirit, you're marked by the blood of Jesus. And so when the devil comes around and he sees you, if you're in your position of power and authority, he'll see the name of Jesus. And that's why your enemy will come out against you one way. Come on, somebody, and have to flee before you seven different ways. Amen. Are we going to celebrate the name of Jesus? Come on, if y'all believe in that, go ahead and clap for the Lord. We're going to celebrate the name of Jesus. We're going to receive the power given to us in the name of Jesus. We're not going to bow to anything else in this life. Because the name of Jesus is enough. Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your power. It's the true power. And it's been released to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the confidence and the boldness that's coming upon your body. Because we are free now. Because of that great name of Jesus. Maybe you're watching this right now. or Maybe you're even here. And you don't know Jesus as Lord. First step you take is just bow. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to know how everything works. Just bow. Anybody who calls on him will be saved. And when he comes into your life, he's going to bring a power that you've never experienced before. But this is a free will offering that you must offer. So if you're listening to this and you've never invited Jesus into your heart or every head is bowed, eyes are closed, you can raise your hand. I'll pray for you. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the blood. Maybe you're watching online. We want you to know today will be a great day for you to give your life to Jesus. He'll gladly receive it. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God.